I wonder if you've ever been discouraged, if you've ever grown weary, lost hope, or been tempted to give up. This summer, my family spent some time in England and Scotland, and one of the things that we wanted to do during our trip was to go up to the Scottish Highlands, do some hiking. So we made all the arrangements. I rented a car, drove on the wrong side of the road. As soon as we got into the, we packed everything up, got into the car, and we were on the road maybe five minutes in a two and a half hour drive, and it started pouring down rain. No surprise. And it kept raining the entire trip there. I think that's must, that must have been how the disciples felt in today's gospel. Just prior to our passage, Jesus is asking when the kingdom would come. He tells his disciples, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. In other words, he's preparing them for a period of time between his announcement of the kingdom and its full realization. During that time, when his disciples throughout the centuries pray for the coming of a kingdom that has not yet fully arrived, there will be much in the world that discourages us, much that could easily cause us to lose heart. So, Jesus told them a parable about the need to pray always and not to lose heart. But it's a difficult parable. So what's going on in the story? Well, it's about a person who asks a judge to give her justice. And the two characters in the story are caricatures. The judge is a judge who is not interested in justice, but only in his own self-interest. He neither feared God nor had respect for people. The person pleading her case is a widow, a classic example of the vulnerable members of society for whom God had a special concern. In other words, the widow had a strong claim to justice and the judge no motivation to grant it. So he refuses her case. But the widow persists, like Jacob in our Old Testament reading, unwilling to give up until he received a blessing. She troubles him with her constant pleas. Her nagging concerns are wearing him out. A lame translation, if ever there was one. It is literally a boxing term that means to give someone a black eye. She was assaulting him, pummeling him with pleas. So he finally relents and grants her justice. Not because he cares for her or for justice, but simply to get this lady off his back. So that's the story. What does it have to do with persistence in prayer? Well, that's the shocking part, because Jesus says this is a picture of the life of prayer. And then he goes on to liken God to that unjust judge. A very risky move. Now, of course, their characters or their nature are exact opposites. God is not unjust. But we can be confident that like the judge, God will answer our cries for justice. In fact, the difference in their natures is what makes his argument so compelling. Jesus is using a very familiar form of argument 
in the ancient world, from the lesser to the greater. If even an unjust judge will eventually grant justice to someone he doesn't care about, how much more will God grant justice to his children who cry out to him? God is faithful. He will surely grant justice. That is a promise. The trouble is, it doesn't always look like God is granting us justice. There is still so much oppression and injustice in the world, so much that is contrary to God's will. It's easy to get discouraged, to want to give up, to lose heart. But Jesus told this parable so that we might not lose heart. You see, our persistence in prayer is grounded on God's faithfulness. We plead for the justice that God has promised to bring. We see a world that is a far cry from God's promised kingdom, and we can either lose heart and resign ourselves to the status quo, or we can trust in the promise of God to bring his just kingdom on earth as in heaven. Every time you pray the Lord's Prayer, you are selecting option number two, thy kingdom come. And though there is much that could call this faith into question, it is not a groundless faith. It is based on the belief that the cross, that on the cross, the true king gave his life for his subjects, demonstrating the love that is the substance of his kingdom and providing the means to turn this upside-down world right-side up again. Unlike the widow in the parable, we do not have a judge who cares nothing for us, but one who loves, whose love for us is stronger than death. Back in Scotland, we were almost to Glencoe, three hours away. And as we pulled around the final red bend in the, bend in the road, the clouds cleared away, the sun came out, and we had a beautiful hike. God's faithfulness calls forth in us an answering faithfulness, which shows itself in an unrelenting posture of prayer to work for the coming kingdom against all odds and delays until it comes in its fullness. And yet when the Son of Man comes, Will he find faith on earth? May we, like Jacob, cling to God in faith and not let go until we have received the blessing.